36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. So we're on the air. We are live. So, hey, listen, folks, once again, this is Coach Goins, and thank you so much for tuning in. I am Facebooking live, and we are doing a simultaneous podcast. Say, Coach, where you at? You know what? I'm in hostile environment. So, if if you don't see me (laughs) in the next, uh, probably the next 12 hours, come check me out. Hey, listen, we've got uh, none other than Victor Bullitt and Coach Mark Wells right here live on Basketball More in the Game. So, you know what? We do more than just basketball. We talk about sports in general. So, hey, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. You know what? So, listen, we're going to be kind of hamming it up and and talking a little bit about, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. So, again, if I don't surface, make sure you come check me out. But, listen, the most important thing we're going to talk about today besides sports is life in general. So, with that, as we see, we've got uh, to my left, uh, we got Coach wearing none other than Hall of Famer, NFL leading rusher, Emmitt Smith, and we got number 29 who is the up-and-coming, and, and uh, Mr. Murray. And, of course, he's, uh, he's rolled on. And behind us, we've got none other than Dak Prescott and also uh, Mr. Dez Bryant. So, listen, we're going to go ahead and get re- right in the meat of things. And we're going to start off, uh, since he's the graceful host here in uh, Cowboy Heaven, as we'll call it, Mr. Victor Bullock. Vic, go ahead and tell, uh, tell the audience how you became a Cowboy fan. Wow, that's, that's a great question. I was actually thinking about that as we were sitting here. I think I was actually introduced to uh, the Cowboys uh, by my uncle, Eugene Locklear. He was probably about 16, 17 years old. I was probably about seven. You know, back then we didn't have much, but, you know, he would come over and he was like a role model. He could shoot that jumper. He could, he shoot could throw it. that football. And, and he turned me on to the Cowboys and he bought me a, a, one of those plastic Nerf balls back in the day. Probably about probably 70, 72, 73, 74, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he introduced me to the Cowboys. And, and at that point there, when, growing up in North Carolina, we, we didn't get to see uh, a lot of games. We only had probably two or three channels That's back right. in the day. That's right. And a lot of the individuals got to see the Redskins a lot. They got to see the Redskins. And That's right. my grandfather used to watch a lot of Westerns. So you always had the Cowboys and the Indians going That's right. at it on the TV shows. And and it appeared that, you know, the Cowboys were always winning. So I that coupled with my uncle introducing me to the Cowboys, and all of a sudden I was like, this team's always playing on TV. And that's when it was coined the phrase America's team. Well, so I jumped on the bandwagon back then at an early age. Watch out. Probably around about six. Six years old. All right, so we're going to slide over here to uh, talk to Coach Wells. And Coach has actually been on – actually, both of these guys, even though they've been Cowboys, both of them have been on the podcast. And so we were together this weekend, and what a great time to, to stop and share some moments. But I know Coach is uh, – he actually coaches the high school level. And he's also a Cowboys fan. So, Coach, go ahead and uh, drop the dime on how you became uh, a Cowboys fan. Mine's a little bit different than Victor's. I had an uncle that was all Redskins. All right. He just (laughs) throw it up in my face all the time. And and I had – well, all my uncles were Redskins. And uh, my dad always was opposite of them. He was was a Cowboy fan. He was a a Dodgers fan. They were Yankee fans, you know. And um, and so I said, you know, I'm going to stick with my dad, you know. And and ever since then, like you said, they used to be the only team on TV. And we used to always beat the Redskins, and um, and still do, still do. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's one reason that I'm I'm a big fan, and um, 
I love them to death. You know, and they, here's the thing, folks. You know, like what we want to call out is we want to recognize great franchises. Not, you know, a lot of you young guys, and I'm calling you out, you know, you want to jump on and talk about a team. Of course, I'm a Steeler fan, and you all know that, but you respect the Cowboys. You respect, and as I sit here in this, in the, what I call the, the Cowboys shrine, you know, my favorite Cowboys, Tony Dorsett. Uh, and you look back at Roger Staubach and Coach Landry, and, you know, and, and we're not going to let the cat out of the bag, but you respect those great teams because I appreciate the game of football. Okay, So let's talk a, bit, a little bit about this year. I know you guys had a little up and down and you know through the suspension and, and all of that, but what do you see? And I'll just toss that, whoever wants to take this on first. What do you see the future or what you guys need to do on both sides of the ball? Coach? Uh, I, I... Offensively, I think we have to we have to find a receiver that's going to stretch the field. Um, I think Dez, I think Dez played kind of hurt this year, okay. and I think it took away from what he can do. And, and it's kind of it's he played bad enough that I think it's time we have to move on from Dez. Um, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's my opinion. That's you know, right. I think I think we've had enough of Dez, and uh, it's time to go in a new direction. All right. So let's slide over here to uh, the gracious host. You know, when you look at different organizations, I, I think, you know, some do it just a little better. You know, when I think about the, the 49ers back in the day, they know when to uh, take and move their players and still get uh, get something out of them. But I would definitely agree with Mark. I think it's time for Dez. And as you can see Dez back here on the wall, he'll probably be relocated as a, a welcome down the hallway <laughs> like I did with Tony Romo, and he was replaced with Dak. Yeah. <laughs> But right now, I think that's one of the one of the big pieces. But I think as the combines draw a little closer, and they need to still look at the defense. That's right. The offense is uh, <laughs> is pretty good, and of course, we had some problems. But again, you pl- you bring in a, a receiver that can stretch it, and and we got a pretty good young secondary. If yep. you take a look yep. at it, they started playing a r- lot of those rookies towards the end of the season. Uh, little concerns. Looks like Hitchens and uh, may not be with us. Would like to have him there, but don't know if it, he might be the next Barry Church where he mm. goes off in somewhere else. But we need to look for a linebacker yep. because we got Jalen Smith, I think, his second year, but he did some things, you know, recovering from that injury. Uh, but, you know, uh, we got – what's the line uh, – our linebacker back there? Lee. Uh, Lee. I mean, when he's on the field, oh, he's, he's one of the best. Yes, yeah. no he's doubt. one of the best. So, I think if you feel that and you get somebody on the pass for us – so, if you're looking at the three, I'm looking at a receiver. I'm looking at a linebacker. Is that priority? Mm-hmm. And I, I need I need another rusher. That's right. I need another guy on that end to help help Lawrence out. You know what? So folks, you know, take it from these guys. And again, they they uh, they respect the game. They know the game. But most importantly, they know when it's time to rebuild. And sometimes, you know, players and we've been you know we we've been definitely uh, we've fallen prey to that in, in the Steel City of just hanging on to players too long. It is a business. It is a, it's a game to where. Uh, you know, once that player has reached the pinnacles, it's time to, to step back and reload. So I appreciate you guys being open and honest about what you guys need to do. Now, let's kind of take a step back. Both of these guys are pretty close to my age, and we're not going to reveal that. But most importantly, <laughs> what we're going to talk about now is their favorite cowboy on both sides of the ball. Most time in most shows, you're only going to talk about the favorite player. My challenge to both of these gentlemen is your favorite player on both sides of the football. I'll start with Coach. Uh, offensively, you know, I'm, I'm wearing Emmett's jersey, but probably, you know, I'm a little bit older, I guess. But uh, Rod Starback. Okay. 
My stuff act remind me of so much of some of these guys like Drew Brees and, and Tom Brady. You're never out the game. Never out. That's right. And he got the nickname Roger Dodgers because, you know, he would run around back there and make things happen. Um, defensively, I would say that my, my guy is Charles Haley. Charles Haley. Um, I actually got to play against Charles Haley in high school. I remember so you I, saying that, right? I, I know all about him. And he was one of those guys that when we need a big play on defense, he could come up with it. So that's my two. How about that? Sir Vic. Well, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just going to have to follow just back, <laughs> back on ages. That, that first, that offensive player, I have to go with Roger Stallback. Okay. I just remember as uh, we were never out of a game. Yeah. If yeah. we were down, I mean, uh, I can remember the pass play that, you know, they, that's where they, the Hail Mary to um, to Drew Pearson mm. and uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. We're not going to talk about that play. That's right. That's, yeah. when, it, no, that's right. when it started coming that's up with the Hail Mary. That's when it started coming up with the Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I tell you, it, to, to your point, I mean, he was never out. It was Roger yeah. Dodgers. So, I'd have to, I mean, hats down. We've had some great quarterbacks after, you know, after that, you know, with, with uh, Troy Ekman. But I got to take my hat off that's to right. uh, Roger, now one of one of the individuals don't get a lot of play on the defensive side that I, you know, as a as a kid I just loved how he brought it, and that would be Hollywood Henderson. Shoo. as a cowboy and yes, the defense, sir. he was a line, and I tell you, he he yeah. would really bring it. Now he had his problems, yeah. I yeah. get it, but you know when you when you when he was on the field, he, he was going to bring it. Mm-hmm. So I those would be my two. You know, so you know, think about that, folks. When when you see these gentlemen line it out. And they didn't just go new school. They had the old school guys. And and think about the think about their offensive player that they selected. You know, think, not just because it was Roger Stallback, not because you know what he did on the floor. He, he was a true leader. You know, and again, he did a great job, and he served our country and appreciate you know, what he got done for us there. But then also be able to recognize the the defensive side of the ball. So that's what, you know, that's what we tossed out today because a lot of times only people want to focus on one side of the ball. And when you play the game of football and basketball, you got to look at who's the great offensive player as well as the defensive player. So, hey, I know you guys have won some Super Bowls. So what we're going to talk about now is your favorite Super Bowl moment. What is your favorite Super Bowl moment? We're not going to talk about your worst NFC moment. I know that's when Dwight Clark caught that ball in the back of that end zone, so we won't go there. So we're going to stay on the high road today. So what is your favorite Super Bowl moment? Vic, I'm going to put you on the spot. And why he's thinking, you know what? Well, Look, go, go ahead. I got to pay the bills, and I apologize. But you know, most importantly, we want to appreciate our uh, title sponsor, and that's Mr. Curtis Jackson out of the great state of North Carolina. So, for your insurance needs, please reach out to Mr. Curtis Jackson, and he's serving the great state of North Carolina and now uh, Southern Virginia. He can be reached at area code nine one nine six one four five seven nine six. So, we certainly appreciate your continued support of basketball more than the game. So, Vic, I, I think when, when I look back on it, I, I would have to go. You know, of course, you're here with friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go to the first time we beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Hold on, we got a technical difficulty. <laughs> we'll be, you know, I'm just going. And, and, the, and, the, and the reason I say that is because understand our first two Super Bowls we won. There was a couple of defeats there in right. the hands yeah. of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and and again the Jack Lamberts and the Main Joe Greens and those guys. <laughs> That's right. You know, they were bringing it. Come on, keep naming them. Keep naming Guess what? You know, it was hard to go to school. That's right. Yeah, you know, on a Monday morning, losing something like that. In in general, when the Cowboys would lose, but in a Super Bowl against the Steelers, and as a young kid, then I became and we actually watched that Super Bowl together. Yep. Larry Brown yep. was the MVP. Yes, it was. I think uh, Donaldson was actually throwing him a couple of yep. picks there, uh, yep. but. Uh, 
don't, I don't want to bring back that like, might be not a send them back yeah. into the intro. That's, right. That's right. But I would, I, I would think you know at that point they're just uh, when that whistle blew and and having a win over the, another great franchise and say you know hey we're able to get over that hump. Yep. So I think that would be the, one of the, the greatest moments for me. All right, coach. Well, my mine was was the the beatdown of the Buffalo Bills. Two fifty two points. Whoa. <laughs> And it could have been even higher. Could have been higher. Leon you know, Lent. Leon Lent, you know, he made a name for himself that day. <laughs> but uh, that, that's that got to be my, my favorite. And plus that one, it, it showed, you know, Troy Emmett and um, Michael Irvin standing on the sideline before the game, mm. how they would look up, looked up at the planes coming across wow. and just seeing those three guys just, just taking it all in. That's that's That brought back a lot of memories for myself, you know, playing in big games. But um, – that's that's gotta be my greatest one. You know, because that, that was a long time period for that Super that, Bowl, that Super right? Bowl, yeah. Because all the eighties we had lost right, and right. to get there. Right. You know, and, and one thing I want to frame up that Coach just brought to talk about was taking in the moment. So you young guys understand, you know, if if you're playing in the conference championship or you're playing in just your season opener, take take that moment and take that full body of work that you work so hard for in the summer times and drinking the Gatorade and all that. Take that and understand, always capture that moment. You know, and people talk about game face. You have to be able to develop how you can understand because, you know what, a lot of young guys, say rookies that come in the league and play in the Super Bowl as, as a rookie, Dan Marino, I'm not calling you out, but mm-hmm. in that process is you don't realize how hard it is to get back to a Super Bowl and not just to get back to the Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl. That's what's so important, okay? So, hey, listen, we want to kind of ch- shift gears. I know we are talking a little bit about football. We got to talk about basketball. You know, and the latest and breaking the hottest news is all this controversy about all of these coaches, and we're not going to touch into that. But I want you to get these guys' opinions about these one-and-dones, okay? So I'm going to kick it over to Vic. I know he's a big-time Carolina guy. He was at the National Ch- He was at – well, he was. He was at both national championship games the last two years. Lucky guy uh, to see his, You know, a yeah, lot of people. A lot of people don't. Lucky. You know, don't understand that when you get to go to the national championship and your team play in back-to-back national champions, that's an honor. And you know, of course, we had that opportunity to be there. So let's get. Uh, let's talk about one and dones, and then I got something for you. Go ahead. Well, I think that that's a great subject because uh, I've sort of been mixed because I've been a big Tar Heel fan over the years and. Uh, the last five years, uh, well, six, I'd say six years, big cloud over, over the program yep. with uh, that, that academic uh, scandal. And we didn't get all the, the big-name nope. players, no, you didn't. right? It hurt During you. that yep. time place. So, so there was a lot of these one-and-dones that were actually going uh, to, to the Kentuckys, going to Duke. And, and you know, as a, as a fan, I was like, I want one or two of those, right? <laughs> we all do. Being, I think every fan That's deserves right. a, an opportunity to see their team perform great. And I, and I think, you know, it, it evens up the battlefields a little bit. But when I look at it, I, I think it, it – I changed my perspective a little bit because Roy Williams actually did something that was pretty impressive. He didn't have any one-and-dones other than the Bradley left last year. But when you take a look at over the four, past four years, he's in line to go to the three straight Final Fours. That's right. And uh, he's been able to do that by just taking good talent yep. and them staying there for a period of time and, and crafting their, their game. Yep. And, and, again, that doesn't all happen. That's the offseason that really makes the player. So, you know, different philosophies. Uh, but, again, I, I think I'm right down in that middle. Mm-hmm. Of I just think it's pretty hard when you got four or five of them on the court at one time. Yep. Because I've seen that happen too, uh, Coach, when – 
I think they're not playing team ball, and they're, they're yep. more concerned about the GMs that are out there looking in the draft coming up. Uh, that's a great call. And out. if you take and look at the last, you know, the past ten or twelve national championships, I think um, Calipari's won one with a group like that, and All I right. think Coach K's won <clears throat> one with at least three of those one and dones on a team. But it looks like it's the season players that if you're looking for a national championship. Yep. But I'm not. I, I'm not even trying to go down if the individual has the right and wants to go after the year or how I feel about that. But I think if you're comparing the two, I think, you know, you most of the time you'll get there, you know, based off of uh, that that season talent. Yep. Coach, piggyback off of what Vic was saying. You know, I I, I have noticed that about Carolina. You know, I'm, I'm a big Virginia fan, but. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna in talk a about that later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that's a stuff in defense. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, Carolina has shown that 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 by kids staying in school, yep, you still you still can be good. You mm-hmm. know, um, the Dukes and the Kentuckys, like you said, they you know, I don't I don't agree what they're doing. Um, I think they should go back to the old rule. If a kid wants to come out of the high school and go to, straight to the NBA, to go. If they come, if they end up enrolling in college. They have to stay three years, like they do in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we know it's never going to happen in the NFL where a kid come out, but but still, I think that if a kid enrolls in college, they need to stay at least three years. Yep. Um, but if not, you know, if they have the opportunity to go straight out of high school, let them go. Um, but like you said, a, a team that has veterans is going to win out most of the time. And I. And I would add to that, Mark, when you take in, this might be the year for a mid-major team right. because there it's yep. always every year you got these juniors and seniors yep. playing these one-and-dones. And, done's and uh, a lot of times it, right. there does a, I don't even call them upsets anymore. And, and you, know? you, can see, you can see this year that a lot of the, the kids they're saying it's one-and-done, all these mysterious injuries have come up now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Know, some of them have missed games. Some of them will be back for the rest of the season because, you know, they know the draft's coming up and they, they've talked to GMs. Um, and I think that's going to hurt some of these big teams. Well, I would like to add, too, is with the one and duns, once your name's out there, right. it's over with at that point. Because think, now, basketball compared to football, you may get a couple of years, right? Right. When mm-hmm. you come out even a year earlier or two based on how you ate, your age, but you'll get an opportunity to grow. Most mm-hmm. of the time, if you're not in the top five, right. you're not going to make a major impact right. to, the, uh, to a basketball team. Right. And hold up, hold up, one right there. I got. What'd you say? We can. I mean, because we she stopped it. I can always okay. can't pick it up. Um, nope. Says no internet. I don't need that. No, I'm not on the internet. Yeah, no, but it's just. Okay. Uh, in reference to, and again, I appreciate both of these, you know, gentlemen's comment. They're exactly right. You know, just my my two cents were, I'm selfish. You know, what I, mean? I love the game of basketball. I really do. And if you know, I'm gonna kind of turn the hands of the clock back. If you know, I, I miss knowing guys for four years, I miss you know everybody being stacked. You know, I, you back when we you know, when we were growing up, you knew the players in Maryland, right. you knew all the guys in North Carolina State. The only team I really struggled with was Clemson because I knew Larry Nance was there, and other than that, That's but nice. the, everybody else, you knew all four players. And when right. they made that transition, you can kind of keep up with them. So it's a kind of two way street. I think the NBA likes it. Because in that way they can kind of filter guys in quicker and get them out. Uh, but I don't want to get into the politics of it. And to these gentlemen's point, when if a kid's able to go, he can go, let him go. But the thing now is it is hurting college basketball. And when I said why is it hurting college basketball is because they, they're they missing that experience. When that kid stays for four years, Grayson Allen, 
um, your your man uh, uh, Barry at Carolina, the things that he's been able to accomplish. And trust me, you better be careful and watch them Tar Heels, and we're going to get into that right now. So, Vic, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want your final 14. Whoa. You know, I watching watching my heels at the beginning of the season, we had three bigs. And uh, everybody says, but you got three bigs. You should be, be you should be good. I'm like, okay, pull the stats on the three bigs. They're going to be ranked like, they may be like number two or number three out of that state. However, that's like maybe 185, 150, and some 260 mm-hmm. in the total ranking. Now, compare them to the Carters and the, the Bagleys of Duke. That's a significant drop off, yeah, right? That's right. But with that said, uh, they've become a pretty dangerous team over the past five or six games because the way Roy's running the offense, he's running it with five shooters. And they can shoot it. And the key to uh, the, the tournament is point guard play. That's it. You got to have it. a point guard. And Barry's, he's been the two of them back to back. So it's not going to surprise me now that I'm seeing this is that I'm probably going to have them right there because uh, uh, they, they've got all the pieces to make it work. That's and right. I'd like to see them cut the nets down again. Uh, but what I said earlier, those three bigs will be better next year because they're not one and done. Yet. Right. That's true. All right. So listen, we're going to slide over here to my, my left, your right. Uh, and to the number one team in the country. They haven't been the number one team in the country since 1982 when the big fella, Mr. Ralph Sampson, was on that campus. So let's talk about – and before we talk about UVA, I want to talk about Tony Bennett as a coach. As from one coach to another, if Coach Bennett was sitting right here across this table – what would you, what, what I would love to pick his brain. All right, talk to me. Come on, he talk stayed, to me. He stays so level headed all the time. I mean, but you see those sidelines. He he, he can get a little. Uh, <laughs> he can get a little fired he up. Get a little fired up, but <laughs> but he keeps it within, you know, within his team. Mm-hmm. You don't see him playing it for the camera. You know, right? Um, yeah, Tony Tony's been a good guy. Um, he's he's got those guys believing in their ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're one unit. Especially on defense. You've wow. seen that. Carolina's seen that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 49. 49 points. But, I, you know, I, I, I think they can make it to the Final Four. I don't know if they can win it just because, you know, like he says, Carolina has all the tools right now. They're playing really well. But you, stranger things have happened. Um, you know, we've already beat the one jinx from a few years ago when they was number one when they lost to – Shamanah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember the Division Two team. I remember listening that game on the radio as a kid. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think I think Tony has the guys understanding his system, and they play his attitude. The way he is, the way he is on the sidelines, the way those kids play on on the court. I mean, you you see, I mean, they might turn the ball over. Um, you never see one of them running up to the other one and, and pointing their finger and yelling. I mean, same way with Tony on the sideline. He he might be yelling during the game, but when they get on the sideline, he pulls that kid one to one, and he's you know, it never never degrades degrades the kid. And they never do that to teammates. Um, I really like that what direction they're going into. I was talking to Vic earlier about how Tony Bennett, um, Bronco Mendenhall, the football coach, mm-hmm. and and O'Connor, the baseball coach, how all those guys have kind of the same philosophy, mm-hmm. and they all coach similar. And I think that's something that the you know administration at Virginia wanted to have, and and, and it's kind of like that Virginia attitude, you know, it's, it's thinkers, mm-hmm. um, systems, and 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 that's been working well for us. You know, when, when you take when you look at a team that 
was not ranked right at all. Right. Has that no ever way. happened? Out of I don't the top know. 25, you know, they, not yeah, even the a, top 25. I mean, yeah. you, you would be amazing. You, right. You, what he brought in, you wouldn't yeah. even put him in the top 50. Right. Right? right, and now here they sit at number one, and like you said, the system, and then you have to have that special player that buys into that system mm-hmm. and not saying it's about me. It's about the team. It's about the cohesiveness, and then doing and carrying out what the coaches ask you to ask you to do. All right, Vic, you said you had a point you wanted to make? Yeah, it, it really ties back to just the, the connection of just being a fan in general yep. and having respect for organizations, and, you know, sometimes that competitive spirit, you, right, know, right. you know, like you're looking at the record, and you'd be like, but as you get older, you're like, eh. You know what? But I do feel that every fan, when you're following a team, and you know we have a good friend Wendell Johnson right down, right down the hill, and he's a big Wahoo fan, and he goes, and it's like since I've been here 2004, and it's, this is the year. Yeah, this is, here it is. This UVA is football, you know, basketball, and uh, we had a pretty spirited conversation. We go back and forth, and I, and I reached out to him uh, right after the Super Bowl, and I told him I said, you know what? When I put it in perspective, I, I think. Every true fan, and I put you yep. in that list. I can't put everybody's a true right. fan. You are a true fan yes. through thick and thin. And I said, you know what? I said, at that time, my heels weren't playing that good. <laughs> and I said, but, I said, if UVA makes it to the Final Four, I will be rooting for them to win a national championship because I want you to feel and experience what I felt and experience. Right, right, right. And I said, I will actually wear a jersey. I said, now, the only way... I won't root for them as if my Tar Heels ends Wait, up in the finals when they play But I said, you can count on me. I'll be a UVA fan because I think every fan, if they get that experience, it's something that lasts a lifetime, and you'll be able to share it with uh, your friends, your family, and, and, and for the next generations and you kids know, to follow. That's, that's a great point, you know, cause, and I didn't realize that till a couple guys that work with Philadelphia fans. Mm-hmm. you know, And then when they win the Super Bowl, you know, you kind of take a step back and you go, Man, that's their first Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. we've been spoiled. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. Steelers organization, yeah. Cowboy organization right. Right. combined, we've been there, what, 16? Y'all have been, we've been in the Super Bowl eight times. Yeah. Right? And you guys have been there eight. 10, eight, eight. And 10. All right, so that's 16. So we have made, well, okay, check it out. And I'm live now, 16 times between these two organizations. So don't talk to me about what well, the Cowboys are in the set. That's 16 Super Bowls that we played in collectively. Right. So in that, when you step back, you see Philadelphia that's played in three, but only won one. Yeah. Then you step back as a fan, and Vic just called it out for Wendell, is to say, "Why, you know, look at the look at the blood, sweat, and tears." Right. And a lot of people will forget that the year after Ralph graduated, UVA was in the Final Four, Final four right, when right, they had right. Olden Polonies. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times if people say, "You know, what causes that?" and it's you know, you, you may be one player away. So you know, to to these gentlemen's point, you know, Carolina, we're from you know, Vic and I are from North Carolina, coaches mm-hmm. from VA, and we understand how people you know get on that bandwagon and just have that passion have that desire for, you know, players to be players. But you know what? It's a great time as March Madness starts approaching and we're wrapping up the final uh, couple weeks of regular season as we get into the, the tournament play and the final fours. And we know we're hoping that Carolina be there. We're hoping uh, UVA will be there. And you know what? And I want to throw my Blue Devils in there. It'd be just great. And somebody yeah. said, well, all ACC, <laughs> was, all ACC awesome. Final Four, you know what? I don't care. Put, Ryle, you know, happen. dial it up. It you know, it can happen. It can line up. But, listen, coaches, they do a, you know, they do a lot of work. Uh, and he, I know both of these guys, you know, coach does it every day. You know, Vic, he's heavy involved with Axe Sports. And, 
and uh, behind the scenes. But there's so much that goes on in the world of sports. A lot of people don't recognize, and coaches only look, you know, for the the wins or losses, and that's where they and that's how they're judged. But you look at Tony Bennett, and people forget he played in the NBA. He played for the Charlotte Hornets. You look at Roy Williams, what he's mastered at Kentucky. Vic and I was talking about this the other night. You know, what he he's won 400 games at Carolina and 400 some at Kentucky, and he's eight hundred Kansas, Kansas. Excuse me, Kansas, and then. Uh, Carolina. So now he, you know, he's eight over eight hundred some wins. I think he's like ninth on the list it, it, overall. Yeah. overall. And then you people want to talk about that. So you know what? Uh, as we get ready to, to move into the final segment of the uh, simultaneous, you know, Facebook Live as well as the podcast, we want to talk, and we're gonna call this segment "In the Paint." And what we're gonna talk about in the paint is what that looks like from a perspective off the field. I know you called out Hollywood Henderson. I know you've seen it in, in your career and as well as everyday coaching. We're gonna to toss this out. What are the what are some key components that these young folks need to look at when they're off of the field? And I'll start with you, Coach. Well, I guess the biggest thing with the, the generation today is respect. You know, they always talk; they want respect, but they got to give respect to get respect. Mm. Um, I talk to kids about it all the time. You know, we have we have a couple kids right now that could be great players for us in the up-and-coming years here at the high school. But, you know, you go in the classroom and you, you observe them in the classroom and, and the teacher's talking and they're back in the classroom talking and, and you're constantly telling them, you know, respect the teacher, you know, and and they wonder why they can't do this. I said, because you're not, you're not listening and you're not being respectful. But I think that's one of the biggest things. And, like, these guys we talked about, you know, Rod Starbacks and, and, and Tony Bennett's and all these guys, they are people that these kids need to look at and say, okay, these are respectful guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest biggest thing kids need to look at today. Vic? And just time with the respect, and I, mm-hmm. I totally agree with, and I think it's, it's that, like you said, it's, it's bigger than the game. Mm-hmm. And, and while you're in school, you, you really have to apply yourself academically. You know, uh, because someday the cheering will stop. Bingo. It, it doesn't matter if it some some individuals it, it stops at a very early age. Right. Never make it to high school, <laughs> right? Oh, hey right. now, big drink. <laughs> and, and, and guess what? You know, and and you got a lot of kids to go out there and and they're playing these playstations and they think they can hit a three point shot. Right. They're going to be the next next Steph Curry out there, but the reality is is that only very small through that will get that opportunity to do that. So I, I feel that. The big one of the biggest things is the academics. You've got yes. to position yourself life after sports. Uh, so sports true. is a vehicle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that's gonna. You know once that's over, it's over. Now you get an opportunity to take and be another impact. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we had a on the news the other night. You know, just shut up and dribble. Mm. Yes. Right. Wow. But yep. but at the end of the day, that was a that was a vehicle. But that this. That LeBron James, he brings it. Yes. Nobody was talking about, you know, how many, you know, college scholarship he provides in the state of Ohio at his home mm-hmm. every year. So, again, it's academics. You know, academics tied directly with respect because you can't get that if you're not respecting the teachers in the classroom. Wow. It's got to be, you got to be connected there because it's it's, it's that big. You got to have it. Right. You know what, so folks, you know, he, he, you may say, Coach Man, this, this this show has been popping. And what do you think? I mean, I've got uh, Victor Bullet and Coach Mark Wells, and both of them have been on the podcast. So listen, as we start wrapping this thing up, you know, always remember you can check me out on uh, my Facebook page, YouTube, Podbean.com. Go to Coach Goins, 
www.podbean.com. I'm on Lionfish Entertainment out of Los Angeles, California. Uh, so we are just looking for great things. And also, you can hear me on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on ESPN Radio on Out of Bounds with none other than NBA Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson as I can do my weekly topic on Tip of the Week. So listen, we're going to toss it back to these guys one more time and give them a nice one. We'll call it the punt return. And we're going to give them closing comments. And so what we're going to do, we're going to kick it over here to Coach Wells for his closing comments. Coach? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, it's been an honor to be you know, here with a fellow cowboy and <laughs> just, just steal it here, but uh, no, no, but it's been great. Uh, I'm glad that we've been able to come on today and talk about different aspects of the, of the game. You now, not only football, but also basketball and also uh, life in general. So, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate you, Coach Man. And uh, you, we always got time on the mic for you. All right, Vic. Again, I would like to just. It's a great opportunity any time to be with uh, associated with another Cowboy fan and be on the set with someone. And, and that, that includes their Stiller fans, too. Uh, but one thing I would leave with, if you got a dream out there, you got a goal out there, and especially if it's a dream, uh, that dream isn't just meant for you. It's meant to be shared. So continue to drive it, but remember to share it. Because once you get everybody else attached to that dream or that vision, it's you don't have to push them. They actually be pulled to it, right? And it takes a life of its own. You'll be surprised what that would turn into. You know what? So listen, guys, as we wrap this up, we want to again thank you so much for your time, your talent, what you do on the court, off the court, in the office, and everybody's everybody's life that you 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 both guys are, are totally impact players, and we certainly appreciate that. So listen, we want to definitely want to thank all of our subscribers, our listeners, as we continue to grow in our 17 foreign countries. And, and I was taking a look the other day, and, and I appreciate the folks in New Zealand for all the shout-outs as we continue to, to, to take on uh, that country. But most importantly, as we always say, make sure you give back, make sure you help somebody else. And this is Coach Goins. I'm your host, and I'll see you in the gym. <laughs>